let God transform your life as you listen to this inspiring sermon by Rev. Richard C. Whitcomb. In December of 2020, 18-year-old Sergei Ustinov set off in his car to drive from the city of Yakutsk to the port city of Magadan in Russia. It was extremely cold. In fact, Yakutsk is known as the coldest inhabited city in the world. The temperature had dipped down to 50 degrees below zero. So cold that no human being could exist outside for long if exposed to that low temperature. But Sergei wasn't worried. He simply entered his destination into the Google Maps navigation system and set off on the 1,900-kilometer journey in his Toyota Chaser. But about halfway into his journey, Google Maps directed Sergei to turn right off onto an unused road. Google Maps told Sergei that this road was a shortcut to his destination. He would cut nearly 200 kilometers off of his journey on this shortcut. So Sergei followed the Google Maps navigation system, turned right, and headed down the unused road. What Sergei didn't know was that the road Google Maps navigation system directed him onto had been abandoned since 1970. The road went through an uninhabited region and had fallen into disrepair. And shortly after diverting onto the shortcut, Sergei's car broke down when a spike in the road punctured his radiator. Sergei tried to get help, but he couldn't get service on his mobile phone. He tried to stay warm by burning a tire from his car, but the fire soon died out. Sergei tried to stay alive. But Sergei Ustinov died on the wrong road. He froze to death in the middle of nowhere. There's a powerful lesson for all of us in the tragic but true story of 18-year-old Sergei Ustinov. In order to reach the right destination, you need the right navigation system. All your efforts, all your planning, all your hopes and all your dreams won't get you to the right destination if you're using the wrong map. You need the right map to take the right road to reach the right destination. And this is true not only in the geographical and in the natural realm, it's true in the spiritual realm. It's true in every area of our lives. In order to reach your destination in life, you need a navigation system that will guide you on the right road. You need a navigation system that sees the entire picture, that knows all the potholes and all the pitfalls and all the unused roads. You need a navigation system that has all the correct information and that will never lead you astray. That's why to arrive successfully at the right destination, you need God. You need God's navigation system for God has all the knowledge you need. Plus, he loves you more than anyone. And no matter how skillful or how educated or how knowledgeable or how experienced you are in life, you need God and you need God's navigation system to get you to your destination. So today, let's take time together to discover what you need to know about God's navigation system. But before we learn more, Let's bow our heads and pray.
Almighty and everlasting Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus to acknowledge that you and you alone have all knowledge and all wisdom. You see all, you know all, and you are the only one able to guide us safely to the right destination. So open our eyes this morning. Help us to see what we need to know about your navigation system. We submit to you now. We bind every voice of the devil that would come to deceive or disturb or distract us. And in the name of the Lord Jesus, I loose the power of the Holy Spirit, the power to speak truth to our hearts and lives, the power to give us the grace to obey you, the power to get us on the right road so that we can reach the right destination safely. We thank you by faith now in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. I want to invite you to take a moment. Join your faith with mine right now. Put your hand on your chest and pray after me. Lord Jesus, speak to my heart. Change my life. Manifest your glory in me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. God bless you for being here with me on Truth For Today. It's great to be here together as we study God's Word. This is the third week in our sermon series titled Destinations. So before we begin today's lesson, let's take a moment to review what we've learned so far. We began this series a few weeks ago with the simple truth that the road leads where the road leads. Everybody say that together with me. Ready, go. The road leads where the road leads. See, in order to get to the right destination, you've got to get on the right road. Direction determines destination, and your daily decisions are what determine your direction. The choices you make today and every day construct the road that takes you where you're going. Then last week we learned that you have to look ahead to avoid danger. For Proverbs 27, 12 says, the wise see danger ahead and avoid it, but fools keep going and get into trouble. Even the right road has dangers. Even when you're walking in God's ways, the devil will throw temptation at you and try to divert you. The devil wants to pull you out of God's way. So you have to avoid the danger and take shelter. You have to understand that the steps you take today will affect your destination. You have to realize that the first step is connected to your last step. And you have to decide based not on your desire, but on your destination. And oftentimes we tend to ignore this truth because oftentimes the reaction to our action is not immediate. Sometimes it's simple. The consequences are immediate. If I studied very well last night, I get up in the morning and do very well on my exam. But sometimes the consequences are delayed. If I smoke cigarettes for 20 years, I may do it without feeling any pain or sorrow. But after 20 years, suddenly I'm short of breath and the doctor says, you have lung cancer because you smoked for 20 years. Hey, may God forbid it in Jesus' name. So wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be wonderful if any time you had to make a decision, you had instant verification process from heaven. Hey, that would be fantastic. Just think that if any time you had a decision, a big thumb came down from the sky. If your decision was good, the thumb would go up. If your decision was bad, the thumb would go down. Imagine how easy that would make life. Imagine how easy it would be 
with relationships. Think of a young lady at a craw mall, and she's looking at young man, and all of a sudden, a big thumbs up appears over her head. Hey! She would be like, yes, this is the man, this is the man, hallelujah. Or a young lady, and some guy named Kwame comes to her and asks her to marry him. And she says, just a minute, Kwame, what do you say up there? Thumbs up or thumbs down? And a big thumb comes from heaven, thumbs down. She goes, sorry, Kwame, <laughs> no way. Think about your career. Every decision, if you had instant verification from heaven, you know exactly what would happen. You have an opportunity at two companies. You don't know which one to choose. But the thumb up is over this one and the thumb down over this one. You take this one, you know you're going to get a promotion. And the other one, you would see a dead end and you would see the place where the enemies would pull you down. If you could see down the road and know immediately the result of your decisions today, it would be easier to make those decisions. And that's why you need God. That's why you need to trust him for the direction in your life. He's the only one who can see down the road. He's the only one who sees the future. He's the only one who knows every choice you make and where it will lead you in life. So today, let me share what you need to know about God's navigation system. And to help us discover the truth for today, we prepared sermon notes. You can find them for free on my website and on my social media platforms. I encourage you to go ahead, get out your sermon notes and follow along with me. And there at the top, you'll find our scripture text for today, taken from the book of Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Would you join me in reading God's word out loud together? Let's read it with faith today. Are you ready? Here we go. Three, two, one, go. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. May the Lord bless the reading of his word to your heart today in Jesus' name, and everybody shout amen. These are two of my very favorite Bible verses in the whole Word of God. Amen? They've been a source of strength and inspiration to me since I was a child. And in these two simple verses, we discover what we need to know about God's navigation system. And here's your first truth today. It's the word information. Everybody say information. Listen again to verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In other words, you need God's information. For God is the only one who has all the answers. He has all the information you need to get you where you're supposed to go. That's why the Bible says in Job 28, 23, God alone. Everybody say God alone. God alone understands the way to wisdom. He knows where it can be found. So all the answers you need for life, all the answers in wisdom are found in God alone. He is the only one who knows the way to wisdom. After all, throughout history, all the great experts have been wrong. Centuries ago, the best scientists in the world believed that the earth was flat, not round. And the experts were wrong. A while later, the world's greatest experts believed that the sun revolved around the earth, but the experts were wrong. 120 years ago, Lord Kelvin, the president of the Royal Society, declared that airplanes would never exist. Lord Kelvin was 
wrong. A few years later in 1898, a man named Charles Duell, the head of the patent office in the United States, officially declared everything that can be invented has been invented. Charles Duell was wrong. In fact, Western Union declared that the telephone had no value. IBM once said that the world would need no more than five computers, and nearly every great invention from the past 100 years was declared impossible by the experts. For you see, no matter how great your knowledge or your experience or your education, none of us can compare to the knowledge of God. That's why Isaiah 40, 25 to 31 says, To whom will you compare me? Who is my equal? Ask the Holy One. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. We cannot compare anyone or anything to God. We're making a mistake when we try to even fathom how great God is. He knows everything. He knows every consequence of every choice. He knows every thought. He knows everything about you. Somebody say amen. amen. Sometimes we say things like, oh, Mother Teresa was so kind and loving. God must be like 100 times more than that. But friend, God cannot be compared to anybody. He's not more loving than you. He's not more kind or more wise. He's on a completely different level and realm than us. His power and knowledge are not greater than ours. They cannot even be compared to ours at all. For 2 Samuel chapter 7, 22, the Bible says, how great you are, O oh, sovereign Lord. There is no one like you. We have never even heard of another God like you. And you can search the whole world and throughout all of history, and you will never find any God. You'll never find any demon. You'll never find any idol. You'll never find any prophet. You'll never find any religion. You'll never find anybody like my God. He's so great, so mighty, so powerful, so loving, so true, so just. Hallelujah. As Paul said in Romans 11, 33 to 36, oh, how great are God's riches and wisdom and knowledge. How impossible it is for us to understand his decisions and his ways. For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to give him advice? And who has given him so much that he needs to pay it back? For everything comes from him and exists by his power and is intended for his glory. All glory to him forever. Amen. Hallelujah. Just worship the Lord right now. Hallelujah, Lord. We praise you. And when we read these verses, we begin to catch a glimpse of who God is, how mighty he is. He's the only God. He's the only source of all life and power and universe. He's the only one. But not only does God have all wisdom and knowledge, he knows everything about you. Put your hand on your chest and say, God knows everything about me. Listen to Psalm 139, 1 to 5. Oh, Lord. You have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it. Hey, Lord, 
you go before me and follow me. And because God knows everything, and he knows everything about you, he's the only one who has the information you need to direct your life. And here's the truth you need to pack up and take home with you. Direction doesn't come when you search for direction. Direction comes when you search for God. When I was a child, just 11 years old, my family moved from the United States to the Chinese island of Taiwan. I had never been out of the U.S. before, and I didn't know anything about Taiwan. I did not speak the Chinese language, and I did not know my way around the city. After all, I was an 11-year-old boy in the city for the first time. I did not know where we were going when we landed. However, I had no fear because I was with my father. My father knew all the details about who was going to meet us. My father knew the location of where we were going to spend the night. My father knew how to get there. So when we landed at the airport, there were two cars that had come to pick us and our luggage. And my father and mother and my two sisters got in the one car. They put all the luggage in the other car and they said, let Richard, let him ride with the luggage. So I got in the car with the luggage. Since my dad knew where we were headed, did and knew what to do, he was in the lead car and my car followed behind. But unfortunately for me, somewhere along the way, my driver lost sight of my dad's car that we were following. And the driver turned to me and started speaking to me in Chinese. Hey! I looked at him with my mouth open and all I could do was shake my head. No Chinese! He was trying to ask me, where are we going? We came to a junction. He said, are we going right? Are we going left? Are we going straight? I was 11 years old in a city I'd never been, and I didn't speak the language. Hey! I was completely lost. When I lost sight of my father, I lost my way. When I was separated from my dad, I couldn't reach my destination. Fortunately, just a few minutes later, we finally caught up to my father's car and we found our way. We followed him safely to our destination. But this true story from my life is an illustration to every single one of us today. For you see, we all need God. You need God. I need God. You cannot make it to the right destination without God. If ever anyone could have trusted in their own wisdom or their own intelligence or their own ability, it was King Solomon, the man who wrote our text for today. We see his story in 1 Kings 3, 11 to 12. So God replied, because you have asked for wisdom in governing my people with justice and have not asked for a long life or wealth or the death of your enemies, God said to Solomon, I will give you what you ask for. I will give you a wise and understanding heart such as no one else has had or ever will have. Hey. The Bible says God promised Solomon more wisdom than anyone who lived before, than anyone who lived then, and anyone who would ever live. No one on earth will ever have the wisdom in this life as Solomon have. Yet he wrote, do not lean on your own understanding. The man with all the wisdom in the world said, don't rely upon your own wisdom. In another passage, Solomon wrote, those who trust their own insight are foolish, but anyone who walks in wisdom is safe. 
And the problem is we all tend to lean on our own standing. We all tend to think, I've got it covered. I can handle this. We've got it figured out. We know our way around life. And we rely upon our own understanding. And I'm not saying you don't need to learn. I'm not saying you should not gather information. We should. We should all keep learning and keep growing and keep gathering more information. We should be wiser this year than we were last year. But even with all the knowledge and all the wisdom and all the understanding, even with everything you can learn in this world, even if you're like Solomon, you cannot lean on your own understanding in life. You have to trust God. For the answer is not information. The answer is God. God alone has the information we need to guide us to our destination. And that brings us to our second truth today. You need to know about God's navigation system, this truth. It's the word transformation. Everybody say transformation. Our scripture text continues with these words. In all your ways, submit to him. And Solomon takes us now to the next level. God has the answers, but the answers do you no good if you don't put them into practice. Information is not enough. You need to act on the fact. Tell your neighbor, act on the fact. See, most of us think if we knew the future, we could make better decisions. If we had the right information, we could choose better. And while that is true, the fact is information is not the only factor in making wise decisions and getting to your destination. We also have to submit to God and yield to God. That's the truth we find in Proverbs 2, 7 to 11. Listen carefully. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He's a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the paths of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. Then, everybody say then. Then you will understand what is right, just, and fair, and you will find the right way to go. For wisdom will enter your heart, and knowledge will fill you with joy. Wise choices will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. So listen carefully to what God is saying. He said you need wisdom, you need understanding, but you also need integrity. You also need to follow God. You also need to submit to him for the promises of being kept safe to your destination are made to people who follow God. When are we kept safe? When will wisdom watch over us? When we submit to God's ways. And you will not arrive at the right destination just simply by knowing information. You'll arrive at the right destination when you know information and submit yourself to God. This was the problem that eventually cropped up in Solomon's life. Solomon had all wisdom, but he did not submit himself completely to God. He went astray. Later in life, in spite of all his wisdom and all his knowledge, Solomon backslid. He disobeyed God and he ended up missing his destination. So here's the truth you need to pack up and take home with you today. Pride eventually overrules wisdom. Arrogance blocks out information. 
That's why the very next verse in Proverbs after our text, in Proverbs 3, 7, it says, do not be wise in your own eyes. And when you think you know, stay humble. When you think you've got it covered, submit to God. Because if you allow pride to enter your heart, you are doomed to fail. That's what happened to Solomon. He had all wisdom and all knowledge and all information. Everything he needed, he knew, but he became proud and turned his heart away from God. For pride says, I don't need God. I can make it on my own. And when we have information or knowledge or wisdom, but we reject God from our hearts, then we are bound to fail. We may know the truth, but we don't act on the truth. And that's how it is for all of us. Many times we know the truth, but we don't act according to the truth because of pride. Many people know they should go to the gym and exercise, but they don't go. They may have a membership at the gym, but they rarely show up there. If all the people who belong to the gym came on the same day, there would be a queue outside the door. But most days you go and the place is empty. Why? We know that working out is good, but we don't. Don't do it. A lot of people have fitness equipment in their house. Some have weights. Some have a treadmill. But most people don't use them regularly. We all know we need to save money. We know that we need to invest for our future. Yet here in Ghana, the savings rate is only 14% of all Ghanaians save. That's lower than the world average. We talk about saving for the future, but 86% of us in Ghana don't save a pesawa. So information is not enough. There has to be transformation to get you to your destination. You have to practice what you know to be true. You have to experience transformation in every area of your life by submitting to God. For even if you know facts... You don't have all the answers. Reminds me of the story of the highly educated scientist who traveled throughout the country giving lectures and talking on topics that I can't even pronounce. He had about five PhDs. He was known throughout the whole world as a leading scientific expert on all the topics of his generation. He was widely sought after and lectured thousands of times over the years. Whenever this brilliant professor went to lecture, a man him. He was his trusted driver. The driver went with him everywhere he went and would go and sit in the back of the lecture hall and listen to the professor. Now, the driver had only completed junior secondary school. The driver did not understand half of what the man said. He could not comprehend what the brilliant professor was speaking on. Nevertheless, after years and years of years of driving this man and sitting in the lecture, the driver had memorized the professor's speech. He would go and listen to the lecture, and even though he could not understand it, over the years he could memorize it and say it word for word. So after doing this for many years, the driver could repeat the lecture word for word. He had no idea what he meant, but he knew the speech. 
Well, one fateful day, as they were on their way to the lecture in front of a very big and intelligent audience, the driver and the professor were discussing the fact that the driver had memorized the entire speech. And as they spoke, the professor and the driver decided they would switch roles just for that day. They would not tell anyone what they had done. So they stopped a few streets away from the lecture hall, and they changed places. The professor became the driver, and the driver sat in the back. When they got to the lecture hall, the driver got out and went in and took the stage. He was a little nervous, but he actually delivered the lecture perfectly, word for word. He'd heard it so many times, he said it exactly as the professor did. Hey! <laughs> when the driver finished the speech, the audience rose in thunderous applause. But when the applause died down, someone in the audience raised their hand and asked a question. The question was long and complicated with big, big English. And the driver, who was pretending to be a professor, was confused. He had no idea what to say. He started to panic, but instead he kept his cool. And this is what he said. That question is very easy to answer. In fact, that question is so easy to answer, I'm going to call my driver to come and answer the question for me. Have you ever been in a tight spot? Have you ever been in a place where you thought you knew all the answers only to find out you needed help from someone bigger, from someone smarter, from someone wiser than you? The driver had memorized the professor's speech, but it didn't mean he could answer the questions. And if we're honest today, that's how it is for many of us. Some of us have memorized God's word but only God has all the answers. That's why Proverbs 3, 6 says, in all your ways, somebody say all, in all your ways, submit to God. Not some of your ways, not in the ways that are convenient, but in all your ways. See, the problem we have today is we like to pick and choose which areas we will submit to God. We give God things over which we have no control, but we keep under our own control the things we think we can handle. Oh, God, save me, because we know we cannot save ourselves. Oh, God, protect me when I fly to Dubai, because you know there is nothing you can do to save yourself in an airplane at 35,000 feet. Oh, God, heal me from my cancer, because you know you cannot cure yourself. In things where we can't control, we say we trust God. But when it comes to things we think we can control, we do not yield them to God. We say, Lord, I've got my business in hand, so I'll just handle it the way I like. I'll use my own wisdom and experience and make it successful. Or, Lord, I know all about women, so I'll just handle my marriage the way I think best and follow my own instincts to make it work. Or we say, Lord, I'm pretty good at math, so I'll just handle my own finances and calculate how to get rich on my own. 
But when you submit, you make God's ways your ways. And he said it's got to be all your ways. In your finance, in your romance, in every daily decision, submit to him. It's not something that you do because he says so. It's something you do because it's your desire. You may obey without agreeing, but we can only submit when we are in agreement with God. That's why Psalm 37, 31 says they have made God. God's law their own so they will never slip from the path. And I'm here to tell you today, when you make God's law your law, you will stay on the right path. When you hunger for it and desire it, when his ways become your ways, you will never stray from the path. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. I don't say, well, I'm living the way I am because I have to. I better obey or God will judge me. I say in my daily prayer, God, your ways are right. I love your ways. I want your ways. I take your ways as my ways. I agree with your laws. Your laws are good for me, and I accept them. I embrace them. I believe in them. It's not convenience. It's not to get a reward. It's a matter of conviction. I don't have to obey. I want to obey. God. So let me ask you today, in which areas of your life are you failing to submit to God? In which areas are you telling yourself, don't worry God, I've got it covered? Have you submitted to God in all your ways? Have you submitted in your marriage, in your sex life, in your career, in your finance, in your future? If you'll submit to God, he will bring you to the right destination. For Psalm 25.10 says, The Lord leads with unfailing love and faithfulness all who keep his covenant and obey his commands. And the promise of being led to the right destination comes to those who obey God's commands. Which navigation system are you trusting? Yours or his? And that brings us to our third truth today about God's navigation system, and it's the word destination. Everybody say destination. Listen to how our scripture text ends in verse 6. And he, that is God, he will direct your paths. That's a promise. This gives us hope. God says to you today, you will reach the right destination. I guarantee it. I assure you. I'm going to guide you. I'm going to lead you. And the Lord repeats this promise all throughout the word of God. Listen to Psalm 37, 23. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Put your hand on your chest and say, God delights in every detail of my life. Think about what God is saying. There's not one single area of your life that God is not interested. Not one that he doesn't know about. He's concerned about every detail. God cares more about you and your direction and your destination than you even care yourself. So you can trust him. He won't let you out of his care. He won't let you out of his sight. You cannot get out of the will of God when you're fully surrendered to him. If you come and yield everything to God, he will never allow you to stray. He's promised and he will not fail you. If you believe it, say amen. For God will lead you when you submit to him. When you seek him and his word and you're committed to obeying his law and you take his law as your own, then you will have perfect guidance. 
you'll be connected to God's navigation system. You're not here by accident right now. You're not watching or listening to me online by accident or coincidence. You may think, well, I just made the decision or I was just flipping through the pages and I saw it. But God says, I am the one who brought you here. I am the one who gave you this message. I brought you right now for a reason. My spirit has led you here. Because some of you know you've lost your way. You look at your life and you know you're on the wrong path, headed to the wrong destination. You're not submitted to God. You're outside his will. But there is hope for you today. God is reassuring everyone that if you submit to him, he will guide you. If you've gotten off track, if you've taken the wrong road and lost your way, if you find yourself going down the wrong road today, God says all you need to do is go back to the last place where you knew you were in my will and start from there. Go back to the last place where you got off track and submit once again to God, and he will guide you. One time many years ago, my wife and I were with one of our pastors. We were driving through the big uh, metropolis of Lagos. Lagos is a great city, so many millions of people. And where we were headed uh, wasn't familiar to us, and we got lost. We took a wrong road, and before we knew it, we were headed to some word I couldn't pronounce, in some locality I couldn't pronounce, and we were lost. It was a busy highway. There was no chance to stop and ask anybody. So finally, we said to ourselves, how can we get back on track? And we made the decision that what we needed to do was go back to the last place where we knew we were. Go back to the place where we had diverted, and from there, we would find our way. And that's what God is saying to you today. If you've gone astray, if you've gone off track, go back to the last place where you knew you were in God's will and start again. For God is speaking. He's speaking all the time. The question is, are you listening? God has spoken and given you direction in his word. Psalm 119, 105 says, Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. And every child of God has a direct word of God through the Bible. When you open the Bible, you have a more sure word than you have from the prophet. God speaks through his spirit. For Jesus said in John 10, 27, My sheep recognize my voice and I know them and they follow me. Again, in Revelation 2.7, Jesus said, anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he's saying. This is repeated 15 times in the New Testament. God says, open your ears and listen because I'm speaking. Because the truth is God's information plus your transformation will lead you to the right destination. You need God. Direction doesn't come when you search for direction. Direction comes when you search for God. And you need to submit to God to get to the right destination. You won't arrive at the right destination by knowing information. You arrive at the right destination by submitting to God. When you seek God and submit to God, your arrival at the right destination is guaranteed. Lift your hands and say, Lord Jesus, I submit to you. Guide me by your hand. Lead me by your navigation system. Lead me to the right destination. I trust in you today.
and I thank you by faith. Now, Father, I pray for each and every one watching and listening. I ask your Holy Spirit will come and convict us. Convict us of every area where we've gone our own way and gone astray. Forgive us, Lord, for pride that has blocked out your wisdom. We humble ourselves before you today and ask that your Spirit will be released in our heart, that we will listen to you and obey you. We submit to you. We do not trust our own understanding. We trust in you. Guide us, direct us, speak to us, show us the path we're to take, Lord. Let us follow God's navigation system. We thank you for your promise to lead us safely home when we trust in you and submit to you. We thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Reverend Richard C. Whitcomb is the senior pastor of Agape House New Testament Church in East Legon. If you are ever in Accra, we will like you to worship with us on Saturday night at 6 p.m. or on Sunday at 7.30 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11.30 a.m. You will have an awesome experience.